0: Hello. Welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's your host, Akandia Dirley, and it's the 21st of January. We're here to bring the news back to you guys, and, um, I'm here with two of my longtime running co-hosts, Oinko and Iffy. Guys, say hi.
1: Hi, guys. Hello.
0: Don't be shy. Good, good. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're gonna get started with, um, the stories of today. Um, there, a lot has happened this past two weeks and it's been popping so if we how about you bring us into it
1: yes sir i shall um so to start off um cape town is 90 days away from running out of water what? um after three years of unprecedented drought um the south african city of cape town has less than 90 days worth of water in its reservoir uh, putting it on track to be the first major city in the world to run out of water um Unless residents drastically cut down on daily use, um, the metropolis of four million will soon run dry. Um, the exact date that this will happen is April twenty second. Okay. That's um, right. Residents after your will have to. I'm sorry.
0: That's right after Owen Khan's birthday. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yes,
1: awkward. that's my birthday, <laughs> April twenty first. <21st. Awkward. laughs> that's awkward. Um, yeah, it's really awkward. <laughs> Um, residents will have to go to one of, um, 200 municipal, uh, water ponds throughout the city where they can collect a maximum of 25 liters of gallon, um, <laughs> 25 liters of water I know, right? Um, uh, um
0: Unbelievable.
1: yeah. <laughs> not quite a long weekend. <laughs> That's
2: fine.
1: Um, Armed guard will be standing by to keep the peace and prevent anyone from taking more than their share, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, the, the city has capped household water usage at 87 liters, um, per day, per person per day. And for most homes, that means keeping showers under two minutes, um, no water in the garden or washing the mm-hmm. car, refraining from flushing the toilet, as, um, unless absolutely necessary. Recycling bathing water, um, where possible and severely limiting dishwasher and washing, machine use. Um, city planners have long pointed out that Cape Town's water capacity hasn't kept up with population growth, which has mm-hmm. nearly doubled over the past 20 years. Um, still a three year drought on this scale is a once a millennium event.
2: Yep. Um, and even
1: this planned water system would have taken a hit under current conditions. Really? I mean, other parts of the world, apparently.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, climate change is real. It's coming. Yeah. There's no water. Um, we
1: did talk about this.
0: Yeah, we A few months yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so we
1: kept, yeah, we kept was the strange. streets
0: informed. We, we, we told them about
1: Yeah. This. <laughs> so this is basically just, like, an update. Um, It's mm-hmm. still happening. Um, Still in April. Not much has changed. Um, But it's just a so little scary that, you know, there's there's literally a countdown to this now it's, yeah. it's 90 days away um at the time we got this story so it's even worse than now so yeah and, i don't
0: know and i'm even like i mean i have so many questions so what if i don't want to shower but i really really want to wash my car can i like repurpose the water for my shower for my car or please you I know not your shower these, are, these <laughs> are important <laughs> questions to ask <laughs> can't,
1: yeah, you the whip can't.
0: has to look fly guys <laughs> what do you mean like are you like are you
1: serious these
0: are key important <laughs> questions what do you mean honestly
1: you know what i find funny i'm well, sorry continue ify yes. I I guess one of the, one of the things that I just find concerning about this is the fact that armed guards will be standing by to keep peace and prevent anyone from from taking more than their share. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that just seems like a catalyst for a lot of issues, um, moving forward because you, obviously you have people who are, you know, disabled, um, Mm -hmm. who are probably, um, not, uh, I don't know, financially buoyant as other people. Mm. I don't know, it just seems like that's a perfect breeding ground for, for, um, bias or people's personal bias to somehow like affect their actions if they happen to be on guard. Yeah. Um, so I, so I don't know how or what sort
0: of training those guards are going to be getting before. Yeah. So it
1: just seems like a breeding ground
0: for a lot of issues moving forward. Yeah. I'm just really concerned about the cars, you know. Like,
3: damn. Let it go, Akeri. Just let <laughs> it go.
0: Just <laughs> dusty, dusty ass whips. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I I I I don't think I, I don't think we need your opinion on this moving I, forward. I just uh, think I can,
0: I can just discuss I just think this and right. talk about the actual issues. I think here. it's really um, important for the for the. Cars. Can I
3: talk about some issues now, please? Yes, please. We've heard please, enough about please. your cars. Just go ahead.
0: <laughs> So you know, um,
2: right
3: Continue. Uh, anyways, I was reading up on this story and there are a few points that I found interesting. One of them I found funny. Uh, the one I found funny was that if homeowners use more than their daily limit, they'll be hauled before the courts. And that's so silly they're in court and they're like why are you here today I use my
2: watch <laughs> <laughs> I
3: showered for one extra minute <laughs> I shout for one extra minute it's just funny but, but then <laughs> and then that's uh, actually ridiculous they said that if you know homeowners don't obey by April 21st that which is my birthday by the way if they can't buy me anything <clears throat> um just went not out there anyways if if Homeowners what
0: don't going like on obey. Today? don't don't buy
3: <laughs> it. If, you, if you're taking a banana. I mean, it donate like, money
0: well. to South Africa for water don't buy that shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do
3: for I my birthday. Really wow. Wow. I'm just okay. Saying. Anyways. I'm just let just let
1: me continue. I
3: will show So if homeowners don't obey, they would have to queue to be given five point five gallons of water every day. And that's just 5. crazy and you know what's funny is that even though they've had they have all these limits and everything water consumption is still increasing
2: yeah.
3: with 136 million gallons now being used
1: every day like those oh, yes. people get <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, that's no, not
2: because
1: water. it's just one of those things where like you you sort of have to put yourself in the position of um the people yeah, yeah. living mm-hmm. in this situation like for instance um, my cousin has twin babies um, who just turned one yesterday. By the way, hey. it was a really cute party. Hey. Um, no, <laughs> it's <his> birthday. <laughs> yeah, <we're-> um,
2: <laughs>
1: no, but yeah. So my cousin has two kids um, living in, you know, their home or whatever. Mm. Obviously, that adds to what their water consumption is because you have more clothes to wash. You have things that need to be done that you like you literally can't use what like you literally cannot not use water for most of the things that you do right. just be in the house. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if this was like thought out properly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um maybe if some of these um maybe if some of these things were put into place maybe five years Ago, yeah. towards the time. Um, some difference may have been made, but right now it just seems like they're trying to do all these, all these like last minute changes, all these last minute like and, you know rules and, and regulations to yeah. ensure that what but it's still would, like they're still going to run out of water. Like, yeah. that that's not going to change. And I,
0: and I think that so there are a bunch of fascinating things to pay attention to. So, so first of all, they couldn't have predicted it right fair. But you're right, they should have had something with relations to water management like L.A. has because they know that they're generally susceptible. However, this city is also by the sea. Like Cape Town is...
2: Yeah.
0: In the Atlantic. Just so you remember the the location. So maybe that a long time ago, they should have repurposed some other tasks towards seawater as opposed to freshwater. Um, now, salt, yeah. is, salt is the devil. So if you wash your car with salt a lot, your car is going to rust. But there are definitely some things like you know like flushing toilets, like you know just general tasks that don't necessarily need the nicest water that could have gone towards slightly filtrated seawater so that could have been that would have been a way to solve the problem also man, Cape Town, you know, we kind of need to slow down because you guys are having too much coitus. There are a lot and what there. you oh. just said um, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, I you, what you just
1: said just triggered what you just said just triggered another point for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things where I feel like prevention is almost like for the most part in most mm-hmm. situations prevention yeah, is better yeah. than cure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's one of those things where if you are and also this may go to like other um seaside cities yeah. on the continent yeah. if you are close to um, any ocean mm-hmm. um, it will make sense mm-hmm. to have some sort of filtration plants put in place. Yeah. It may cost a significant amount. Oh, it does. but it's it's like thinking ahead, yeah. it's better to spend that money We're now and do too. these things where you exactly like where you prevent you know future situations like these
0: yeah, from yeah. happening
1: because yeah. I have a question: the, the climate is changing. Yeah. Really know
0: what happening. What your, I have your a question.
3: question. Mm-hmm. So Cape Town is a tourist destination. That is correct. Um, as many of us know. Mm-hmm. So, in part, I'm thinking this is not necessarily, this is not their fault, not that it was ever their fault, but like, is there any way they could have, even with all of the the prevention methods you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. is there a way they could have avoided this? Because they attract a lot of people that's, every year. That's tr- I don't know the number, but.
0: That's true, yeah. but, but typically what you do as a population is you'd factor that into your general like active population because if you have people rotating in and out, it's like let's say an additional two hundred thousand people every year, you equate that when you're doing city planning and everything like that. So it should it's not most of the population, but you know, they sh- it's something they should have definitely thought about. However, guys, we need to go on to the next story. And one more thing. One oh more thing. I'm God. so
3: sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh it is, you, know, okay. you know how I mentioned that, you know, they don't fix their problem by April 21st. It's their rationing. they water what's 5.5 gallons mm-hmm. per day. I just wanted to put that in perspective. The average American shower that lasts for like eight minutes mm. is uses about 17, 17.2 gallons of water.
0: Wow. So, yeah, so this thing is like splash and go.
3: 5.5 gallons per day.
0: Yeah, that's not... That's I
3: don't
0: like, know. That's like one... I don't know. Jo- you know those little, like, jerry-cans we used to carry? That's like two or three I of those. Don't know. Oh, my God. It's... it's How are they going to be clean?
3: It's, they're
0: gonna be, they're it's, gonna be it's wild. It's just not going to end gonna be, well. It's, it's gonna just, be
1: just be not going to end well. It's wild. Okay.
0: Alright, number oh. two, number two. Let's go. Let's go. Number next two, story.
3: number <clears> two. Let's move on. The next story is one that I'm sure all of our listeners here hmm. are already familiar with. Hmm. Uh, Trump immigration proposal (laughs) ah you're so dramatic let me tell the story what anyways (laughs) (laughs) where did they get you from my family we have the (laughs) same
2: parents you
3: don't have to loud it you don't have to loud it anyways trump hands immigration proposal Mm -hmm. as bringing people from shithole countries Mm, oh my god uh (laughs) (sighs) Okay. (laughs) A few weeks ago, I think about two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. Trump described El Salvador, Haiti, and certain African nations as shithole countries Mm -hmm. during a meeting with lawmakers on Thursday. According to a report, he says, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? Uh, He said that after being presented with a proposal to restore protections for immigrants, from those countries as part of a bipartisan immigration deal. Hmm. The African group of United Nations ambassadors hmm. on and dismissed the comments as outrageous, racist, and xenophobic. Hmm. They demanded Trump to retract the statement and apologize. Hmm. Botswana, Senegal, and South Africa also summoned U.S. local representatives to be served with a demarch. Hmm. Botswana government has asked the U.S. ambassador to To the country to clarify if it's one of Trump's, if it's one of those countries that Trump considers a shithole country. More Hmm. than a year after he took office, Trump has yet to announce an African policy Hmm. or even fill important diplomatic positions. He has yet to nominate an Assistant Secretary of State for Africa or an ambassador to South Africa. Hmm. This means that African leaders lack any policy context in which to frame and guide traditional diplomatic reactions. According to census data, more than 43% of African immigrants hold a bachelor's degree or higher. Slightly more immigrants from East East Asia. Um, for example, Nigerian immigrants are specially educated with almost two-thirds holding college degrees.
0: Hmm. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah. right, first things first. Trump, Trump. Trump, 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 should, Trump should not come to the mainland. Never, you can get it. <laughs> Organized voice for him. He's Trump,
3: Trump trumping.
0: Um, so 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 this one has oh a God. lot of. So first of all, guys, we actually had a poll on this comments, um, and the vast majority of people who responded to that comment, to the poll actually felt that Trump was racist. The options were that it's not a big deal. The other option was that um, it was just a little insensitive. Um, and some people were, even in fact, a more surprising amount of number. also like, yeah, it's kind of true, so whatever. So there was that whole battle. However, despite whether or not there's any fact of, you know, what exactly shithole means, whether, you know, some some countries are, are should be classified in that way, like, who, what do you think gives, you know, how can the president or effectively the leader of the free world se- section out a set of countries um, and say that they're shithole? And even before, beyond that, The context is that he didn't just say they were shithole. He was saying that why can't we have people from other countries? And there's a noticeable difference between the countries he wanted. He wanted Scandinavian countries. He didn't want African or Haitian countries, exclusively black countries as far as I'm concerned. So my guy was essentially saying that why can't we have white immigrants instead of black immigrants? And that is thoroughly unfortunate as a statement. Not just because African immigrants perform very well, but just because it's a wrong way. It's just wrong. It is the systematization of racism. This is what systematic racism starts to look like because policies will be put into place that reflect those sentiments, that stop a significant immigrant population or pipeline from African countries to the United States. So you start to see just only you know People from Norwegian countries But you know it's, it's just thoroughly unfortunate But that I think is a bigger deal Than even just the word he said About being a shithole You know the guy, this guy is way out of pocket all, all the time consistently I'm not surprised about that But it's if it's, it's what it reflects in policy That is the concern So guys First of
1: all yeah. First of all No one from Norway wants to come here
0: Yeah, it's kind of- No one from Norway
1: wants to come to the United States because they have universal healthcare. True. Um, they have very good education. True. Um, the Republican argument, and I guess there is sort of, um, there are two ways you could look at this, right? Mm. You could look at this from, um, the view of an African. Who is living in an African country, hmm. um, seeing Trump say, oh, some African countries or African countries are shitholes. Hmm. To them, they're like, you know, yes, he's right. Things aren't working. Hmm. Um, our government is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, we have no policies or we have policies that are not being put into effect. Hmm. Um, that is the argument, right? And that is a very valid argument. Um, so, yeah. I, like, I do understand um, the that particular nuance. Mm. But you, I guess, what they do not understand is that the reason why Trump is saying what he's saying is in a sense more important than. The statement itself,
2: hmm.
1: um, because he, he's not saying like, Donald Trump is not saying that, oh, um, some African countries are shitholes because he knows
2: hmm.
1: what is going on in these countries. Like he hmm. has basically you no, know, like I, if I asked Donald Trump today or oh, tell me, like just list five African countries off the top of your head, he probably would not be able to say that. So he doesn't know these countries. He doesn't know what exactly is going on in these countries. Um, what he sees is what many other Republicans and people who are, you know, the Republican base see is that, oh, a child in Africa, like, for, <clears throat> for $2, you can see a child in Africa for six months. That is basically what Trump knows about the continent of Africa. So when he says things like, oh, why are we accepting people from these shithole countries? He is not saying that, oh, why do we have, you know, Nigerians or why do we have people from other countries who have these advanced degrees and who are not taking jobs away from people in whole countries? Um, like, there, that correlation and that line of sense is basically not there for them. Mm-hmm. So... It, I don't want to say it hurts the argument when people from African countries say that, oh, Trump is right, because Mm -hmm. they are operating in a different, like in a completely different mindset for the most part. So we cannot necessarily hold that against them, but it doesn't help the argument either because Trump saying what he is saying, Mm is saying that just because he sees you, you are black, so therefore everything that you come from or everything that has to do with you is Mm -hmm. shit. And it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. So that is the context in which he's making that argument. And what he said is exactly right. What that, you know, delves into or like what that leads into is a policy that basically hurts people mm-hmm. and is just another form of disseminate racism. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I wanted to add to that. That's exactly what I was going to say. That the statement in itself is not a baseless statement. It's not just uh oh, these, these are state countries. It's more, it's, 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 just, it's not just a pass by racist statement. It's something that is attached to it is an action. For instance, in November, the Trump administration rescinded deportation protections granted to nearly 6,000 Haitians after mm-hmm. the 2010 earthquake. So like, it's not something that he's saying in passing. It's something he's saying and like proving that he thinks that, oh, these people are not worth it. You know, it's not, it's, it's more than oh your country is terrible it's like I don't I don't think you guys are worth it like I don't I don't you you're best I, I don't value you like you, you don't mean anything you know mm. and I, I think that in itself is where the harm comes from than mm. the statements yeah. or oh, they're from shithole countries
1: yeah and another thing I'll just like to add to that is I know we were actually uh, talking about this in our in our group chat, but I feel like it's one thing, I I don't necessarily agree with that mindset of, oh, it's just Trump being Trump, or, you know, like, Mm. this is Trumpism, and, like, this is what Trumpism is. Because at the end of the day, regardless of who the president of the United States is, whether it's, you know, Bush or Obama or Trump, or, you know, like, the big bird, like, regardless of who... Mm. It's in the office of, you know, the president.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When the president says something, essentially, America is saying something. Like in the eyes of the world. So it's it's not just a oh Trump is saying something because you know that Trump and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. When he says something, like if he says something, if he tweets something, like these are presidential statements. These yeah. are statements that. Even whether the people who work in his office agree with him or not, right. this is what the president stands for. Yeah. And this is what the United States stands that for. That is his political so stance. When he says, exactly. So when he says something like, oh, these countries are shithole countries, mm-hmm. those words have meaning and they have effect in the eyes of the world. It's not just, oh, Trump's saying Trump, oh, he's a mad person, or, oh, let's just not you know, like we can't take him to stop what the president says. You, yeah. as an individual, may not take stock into what the president says, but it reflects on the global stage.
0: Hmm. All right, guys, uh, let me take us into the next story, past Trump, into uh, something else. So, the Ethiopian Prime Minister is going to be visiting Egypt to discuss bilateral issues. Now, this topic heading might sound a little boring. Hmm. What's really going on? Who cares about these bilateral <laughs> issues? <laughs> But yo, it is popping oh off. So let me hit you with a straight facts. First of all, Ethiopia has Ethiopia started building a dam on the Blue Nile River in 2011. It's a hydroelectric dam. They're trying to get electricity. They're trying to boost their economy. La di da di da. However, the Blue Nile River feeds into the Nile River, so. Egypt is like, yo, you can't be out here cutting off our water supply. You can't out here be out here draining us because, you know, Egypt's agricultural sector is already kind of struggling from water surge shortages. So they've been saying they're pretty much opposed to the idea. And then the third person, the third country in this whole trifecta is Sudan. Sudan was like, initially, first of all, initially, Sudan was opposed to it. But somehow, for some reason, in 2013, they go on board. They're like, all right, you know, we bet. You know, this whole thing is going to positively affect, affect all of us. This new dam is going to positively affect all of us. But effectively uh, Ethiopia and, you know, and Egypt have been kind of going back and forth on on it um, And the name of the dam, if I remember correctly, is the Grand Renaissance Dam. Is the Renaissance Dam over the Blue Nile River. And they, you know, this has caused so much friction because um, the former president of Egypt, the guy who was kicked out, was was caught on air proposing military action against Ethiopia. So he was trying to, you know, boom, 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 like get those guns. Everybody can get it. He was trying to go, and the unfortunate and, and based on international accords signed back in 1929, um, Egypt essentially has always said that they have the li- they, they have the right to the land share of the Nile's water. Um, but under El Sisi, as the dam has continued to be built. The geopolitical strains between Sudan and Egypt are threatening to undermine any progress and unravel a regional crisis. Um, Egypt sent a hundreds, I said a hundreds. Wow. I, Egypt sent hundreds <laughs> of its, of its troops to the United Arab. No, no judgment. No, uh, so yeah, we all went to No judgment. I have my degree. Come on, fight <laughs> me. Um, so Egypt sent hundreds of its troops to the, to the UAE base in Eritrea. If you know where Eritrea is, it's on the border of Ethiopia. So they're essentially saying, Hey, we can move anytime you can get it. If you, you know, something gets to pop off. And guess what? Sudan did. Sudan also, Sudan, first of all, closed their border with Eritrea. So they're locking off those troops, um, and people generally. And they also sent troops there. So they were like, Oh, if you want to go, let's go. Um, so this is something that could pop off significantly. And then Ethiopia is also going to the polls in March. So that signals. Potential for more aggressive stances depending on who gets elected um, You know what type of what type of things they promise as they're getting elected So there are a lot of things that could happen here. So this minute this meeting is particularly important because hopefully some form of resolution Comes out of it. See two of our stories have been about water. Water is key Or like so, you know, potentially on the worst case scenario is two countries going to war, sorry three countries going to war over over, you know, access to the Nile, to the Nile's water, or um, the best-case scenario is that they resolve everything and figure out a sharing agreement that gets, you know, ratified in and, and all three countries and everybody's happy and we're all saying Kumbaya. Um, thoughts, guys?
3: Yeah, I don't know how they can resolve this because um, it makes sense for Egypt to be like, hey, like we kind of need this for our architectural growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it kind of makes sense for Ethiopia to try and use it to power its economic growth. Mm-hmm. My question is, why this? Why the dam to for to power its economic growth? You know, um,
0: electricity. Water, uh,
3: electricity. Yes, but still, still, why? You know, um, like, isn't there another way? Do they have the funds to like take care of everything that's that comes with hydroelectricity and everything like can't they be resented i don't know but yeah. you know this is me not knowing enough about the story
0: yeah i i think that um, ship has sailed a little bit like if it started in 2011 the dam is definitely near done by now like it's oh it's, see, it's yeah. been the, that the dam is gonna happen one way or another the question is it's been done yeah and, you know but i think that you know Ethiopia could be like hey you know you guys want some electricity Here's some electricity. I know it's you know you guys are short on water, but here's some electricity. And then Egypt could also be like, hey guys, all of our people have to start using 6.6 gallons of water to shower every day.
3: Well, <laughs> just <laughs> 1.1 gallons of <laughs> that came
0: down. <laughs> 1.1 gallons of <laughs> that. Yeah, hey, a little more. That's a, that's a bad joke. I apologize. But um, maybe they figure out right, the, the point. I'm trying to make is that maybe they figure out the way to share the resources and the gain from all of that. Because I mean electricity at least, you know, to pause industry, pause, you know, innovation, all those kind of things. Um, and that could be particularly beneficial. That, that kind of benefit is often regional, right? So those countries usually benefit by having more people attracted to start business, to run uh, manufacturing and all the above. Uh, maybe they have some kind of like free movement agreement between all three countries so that people can do business with ease across three places. And it, you know, it could all be copacetic. Uh, why can't we be friends? Like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I can um, not like hear yeah. so you. Sometimes that's only So, I guess. The Drake's thing. I don't know, for different. No, he did not stop. Okay,
1: sorry. <laughs> so, for me, um, so the fact that there was already a colonial era agreement mm-hmm. um, that had given Egypt and Sudan um, rights to the now water just brings into question exactly how um, Ethiopia thought that this could go off without a hitch. And then it's also interesting. So so that's yeah. like one good thing to pay attention to.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: another good thing to pay attention to is um, basically the president of Egypt right now mm-hmm. um, has sort of been, I don't want to use the word passive aggressive, but somewhat passive on like letting the letting the building of the dam, you know, continue okay. yeah during the tenure of his presidency. Right. But the fact that a new um, election is about to take place um, so, this so year I believe.
2: Yeah.
1: Um mm. calls into question this story in general. Right. Because it just seems like one of those things where we've seen over and over again where, you know, um, mm. a situation is you know, being treated in like a lackluster fashion. Yeah. And then once time comes for people to like stop voting, it's like yeah. exactly on those up. points that like trigger, yeah, like yeah. exactly on those points that like trigger the population to, you know, either be angry or favor one party over yeah. another or people one over another. Oh. So it's it's just a very questionable story. Um, mm-hmm. But all in all, I hope that they are able to resolve it in diplomatic fashion it's, where they don't have to you know go to war because we've seen time and time again that you know all that it never results worked out. So, from from that it just
0: so if I were to if I were to add some context to the first point you brought up um it's a colonial uh, era agreement, but remember Ethiopia was never colonized they don't give no damn about no colonial agreements <laughs> they do not care yeah. they couldn't care yeah. less and then, because of the fact that they weren't colonized, they were essentially ostracized. And also, remember, Ethiopia is building this dam inside Ethiopia. So. But they
1: are so diverting water that is. The blue
0: now, la- the, the part offering. of the blue. But as the thing the blue now's water is going to Ethiopia. So they can do, quote unquote, so with their sovereignty, they can quote unquote do whatever the hell they want to do. Like it, it's it is one of those things that's complicated for sure. But yeah, but you know it's that the nuance is there, and then Ethiopia does not. You it's it, there's it's not a clear cut argument to say Ethiopia doesn't have the right to do what they're doing. They kind of do. They they don't have to. Um. So you know if if hopefully they don't take the stance that I just took, and the, everybody's you know copacetic and we all figure it out, but. Um, those are just some additional yeah, things. I mean, that God
1: man. bless. I hope they figure it out because at the end of the day, if they do, the only people who are going to get hurt are the civilians. That
0: is like, the true. The people
1: who are in offices, mm-hmm. like, signing papers and, like, declaring war. Yeah. Um, most often than not, do not have to be, you know, on the front lines of that war. Yeah. Um, so to me, it just seems like this is. Yet another, you know, election tactic to uh, sort of yep. be like, hey, you know, we're like fighting for you guys and want like yep. yeah, have yeah, jobs yeah. and all of that. Yep, yep. And yeah, it was just yep. all to shit, but you know,
0: we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it plays out to. It. Think, moving on. Yes, moving. Skididi, <laughs> go ahead. I do Oh, is that me? Nah. Oh, okay. This is my nose. My, my, uh, my, are you
1: being rude <laughs> right now? Like, are you like, are you crazy? Like, 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 who,
0: who who said that? Guess it together. Who said that? Who? Guess it's
1: together. <laughs> um. So the next story is um, basically Africans still can travel anywhere. Um. So the annual um Henley Passport Index um mm-hmm. released on January 9th showed an overall decline in strength of African passports compared to other countries. Mm. Um, sorry, Other continents, um, the strongest African passport belongs to the Seychelles, um, with uh, Mauritius and South Africa ranked second and third. Mm. Um, Seychelles climbed 17 places and Mauritius 16 places,
2: mm.
1: um, and that is largely due to being the only African countries that have a visa waiver agreement with the Schengen area, mm. um, according to Henry. Um, so apart from the bottom-ranked countries, most Africans can travel to fewer than 100 countries without a visa. Um, for example, Nigerians may only travel to 46 countries without a visa, um, while Moroccans are slightly better off at 61 countries. Um, Nigeria is the biggest faller over the decade, losing 22 spots, um, followed by Sierra Leone and Libya. Um, which dropped 20 and 18 places respectively. Um, in the last two years, um, the Republic of Bene, um Ghana and Kenya dropped visa requirements for African travelers while Rwanda became a visa-free country. So... So, guys, what are your thoughts?
0: I think that I, I don't know I didn't know that we could travel to a whole forty-six countries without TV visa. That's exciting that. news, guys. I know, know there's supposed to be a sad story, know. but yo, where they at though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't did London?
2: Like, wow. Go places.
0: As forty-six. Wow. <laughs> Who that? What? <laughs> that's okay. Wow. So, but but I think the fun issue. Fun time. Fun yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's but but relativity relativity is just I guess the issue here that we can travel to far fewer places than perhaps a Canadian or an American can. Um, and these things are always agreements between often agreements between two countries. Some countries require, um, you know, visas for certain countries where some countries don't. You know, it, it's always a two way thing. Um, usually for a lot of countries, the freedom, especially when you're a developing country, the freedom of access to your country is an indicator of willingness to, of ease of doing business. Um, so Rwanda made it made that move so that people could come and become uh business owners, run enterprises in their country because that's what they need. So it's a particularly good move for them, especially if they don't have any crisis around them or security is good and everything like that. Um, Ghana, Kenya have done the same for African travelers because um, they want Africans to come and build within their countries. They want Africans to be able to do business. And how this manifests is that, okay, let's say your company is trying to get a client in another country. If it's that much easier to access that client, you're more willing to want to do business with them. So things like that are, are particularly important. And I think that's a nice takeaway. Um, Nigeria has been able to access 46 countries. I ain't mad about that. But... Maybe it could be more, and that would be great. And it's unfortunate that we've fallen so far, because that's probably an indication of perhaps it being harder for us to do business. Maybe our international reputation is not getting better. Um, so yeah, you know, th- those are those are that's those are the indicators there. Um, but hey, man, for six whole countries.
3: I have a question. Yes. Did you ever? Ever hear of that African, all-African passport thing? Yeah. Whatever happened to that? I heard that the AU was going to release an all-African passport. Isn't that supposed to, like, help it's... us get access to every African country?
0: It's still... You know,
3: I know. I heard it's already... Honestly, I didn't
1: take... Yeah, yeah. I didn't take, like, too much attention to that. So, like, I actually have no idea. I... Um But, honestly, for this passport story, I... I mean, I just don't think that there's that much to say about it. I mean at the end yeah. of the day, I don't think that, you know, discussion or, you know, anything else could really improve, you know, this Himmeli Passport Index. Like there's nothing we could say that yeah. can influence um the passport index. Um influence, you know, like the places or the spots that, you know, separate countries hold. Um mm-hmm. but I think it's definitely interesting that you brought up that um that topic on how um this basically like how this um i guess transfers into the real world Mm -hmm. the ease of and the willingness of doing business in certain countries Mm -hmm. um when you brought that point up, like i could definitely see like what the correlation was yeah um i
0: would be correlated so
1: hopefully So hopefully, so hopefully, um, things improve um, yeah. as time go on. Yeah. Um, but things can only improve, you know, if the governments are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, just, I guess, the ease of moving around in some of these countries would not be or is not as difficult as it currently is right now. But yeah. I guess there are, like, little things that countries can do and tweak to make sure that, you know, their countries are more welcoming to yeah. citizens of the world, yeah. um, but I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Hopefully, yeah. everything works out.
0: That's fair. That's fair. This gets
1: better. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: Next story, guys.
1: Next story. First of all, I like to say,
3: like, why is this so much bad news? Like, I, for once, I like to see just a good, positive. Headline, and you know, I guess it's not by mouth, it's not by saying, but I'm just so stressed, stressed about you know <laughs> the news. Stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm stressed, stressed about the news that I'm seeing. You know. Let's get, let's get um. Yeah. 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 So let me speak, Akiri. Yeah. um Uganda is warning about crisis level blood shortage. Blood shortage. and it's putting lives at risk.
0: No bloods. I'm sorry. I said no bloods. No, nope,
3: no blood. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <I'm> so <sorry. laughs> I just feel like you know what? Like, let's, let's just let just introduce like a quick game. i um, in the middle, like in the middle of the show. Um, I can't. How every time you have like a like just like a smart clip, you just don't say it. You know what I mean? Like just.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Just like keep it to yeah, like
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> on that one like, okay. Please, wow, please
2: you're
3: continue. struggling.
0: Like for real, though. Like please continue, guys. We're
3: running out of time. <laughs> okay. Uganda is grappling with a, sh- a blood shortage and mm. it's putting lives at risk. The health ministry's blood blank, blood hospitals is practically empty. It yes. has only 150 units to meet the requirements on an average day in the city. Wow. National Safe Blood annually, but only collects 200 thousand a year three on monday uh this is monday so this news that we got was from on the 16th. Uh, so they launched launched a nationwide country-wide blood collection drive but an extra seven billion shillings which is 1.4 million and to fund blood donation drives to get the service back on track for the next six months mm. Sarah Opendi, who is the State Minister for Health, said that the extra money has been requested from the Uganda government. Hmm. She's dismissed media reports that some patients have died. Oddway, I'm going to guess that's how it's pronounced, this, this Health and Policy, I'm Dennis Oddway,
2: okay.
3: okay. so you just interrupted, I did said government priorities did not align with the needs of Ugandans. What hmm. the- I'll let you bad.
2: guys talk.
0: Uh, that's <laughs> the point. <laughs> she said what it is this now, it's the government priorities. <laughs> the government needs new priorities as well. You know, what? Money.
3: So their priority is not that they're you know, that the people in their country leave, that the people in their country get blood that they need. Yeah,
0: but then it's then it's not part of the government. He's essentially saying the government's answer, pretty much. Does that make sense? like Dennis yeah, really is, is from he's essentially a consultant looking in and saying that like, here the government doesn't Leaking, have the right right,
3: right. I thought he was being the voice of the
1: government No, he's not like saying like, oh, he's not part
0: this of is the
3: their purchase
1: mm-hmm. okay. um what are you guys so, thoughts
0: I have no thoughts okay you want
1: to start or should I start okay I have no yeah notes. I'll try it. Uh, that's a break weird you all right so um this is a very frustrating or this was a very frustrating story to read
2: uh uh-huh.
1: um, that I don't understand how, again, it's one of those things where, like, how do you ready <laughs> if you were to go into, you know, like, healthcare or, like, public continent, there's just way too much to go through, mm. but it's one of those things where this issue, and Uganda is not the only country where I've heard about stories, or where I've heard stories about, you know, like, blood shortage mm. um, coming out from. Um, I've seen... For many other cities, where it's like, oh, lack so blood, mm-hmm. or my sister is this particular blood type, if mm-hmm. anyone else has, like, I don't feel like the government or the 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 Ministry of Health in this case, an area that we usually have issues or we've had issues in the past, mm-hmm. unless the solutions that will ensure that this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. That's that's I guess what should have done to
2: right.
1: prevent this from happening. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I feel for um, and again. Speaking about Nigeria in particular, because that is my lived my wow. experience. Um, but there, there, is this, there is this idea of, I guess, superstition about donating blood. Hmm. Um, it seems to be something that, you know, people tend to shy away from or run away from or don't think that could be beneficial or could be necessary because there's, like, you know, superstitious beliefs behind it. Um, but I think that's another thing that, you know, the government could work on. They could work on, you know, debunking um, superstitions related to, you know, Donating blood money. donation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully this is something that they are able to um, proactively work on moving forward, because mm-hmm. at this point, I don't know who, what the result could be, but hopefully moving forward, they're able to, you know, plan ahead better. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So next story. Um, this one Zach was actually fairly big in Nigeria over the last couple of weeks, and this is not a story that's new. It's something that has kind of come in cycles every every year, pretty much. Every time that uh, uh, herdsmen start moving around, and this is the story of uh, Fulani herdsmen violence with uh, farmers in the southern belt of in the southern in the central belt of Nigeria. Um, states in Nigeria's middle belt have been rocked by attacks from uh, suspected, alleged Fulani herdsmen in a new wave of violence which uh, stems primarily from uh, Disputes over grazing areas for cattle. These guys are just for them to eat food. Um, attacks in villages in Benue since the start of January have killed 73 people. Um, mass burials where uh were, were done with a lot of photos that came out from them and he is reaching a boiling point of total anarchy um, i think what they're trying to say is that both the people fighting against it and the people f- that are the herdsmen of course they're trying to kill each other i mean they're not they're not just trying to they are killing each other um there' ni Nigeria's north somebody say climate change climate change so climate, climate change, change. fortunately has led to desertification of land um, and that's the best visual for desertification is imagine sand, like, and taking over areas that used to be fertile and suddenly rainfall, um, and that means that the places where those people could roam to graze for food before, for their cows, is reducing. Areas are not allowed anymore, and then farmers, of course, um, they own these farms, they're trying to protect their crops, um, and then these lands, the cows are eating the food, da-da-da-da-da, People have called on the some many senators over the the attacks. Um, while uh, uh, Honorable Aishatu De Debril, who is the uh, member representing Duku Nafada federal consist- constituency of Gombe State, has said that the herdsmen value the lives of their cows over their own lives. Um, we'll get into what exactly that means in, in, in a little bit. Um, but the Ooh. Minister of Agriculture and Rural Development, Aude Ogbe, said that federal government had resolved to establish cattle colonies in a bid into persistent Fulani herdsmen farmer crisis. That's essentially telling them to take care of herdsmen and their cattle. This issue is particularly unfortunate because it's one of the, the fascinating, or not fascinating, but the uh, intersections of states versus a non-state entity. Um a lot of people there's no understanding of if the Fulani herdsmen are not a single set of people that always just move and come and bap, bap. Some of them don't even know who each other are. I guess there's a little difficulty with declaring them as a terrorist organization. And um, these are varied groups. They don't necessarily recognize states. You know, these people just walk, walk, walk if they pass your border and done. If they haven't passed your border, they don't care about any of that. Um, so they've they're essentially and that's how they've been from time that's job now at this point is to make a strong stand and say Hey, you know, this is what you can do um, This is where you this is what you're looking for. We'll put it here. And you can stay here I mean that does you know affect their nomadic lifestyle and this and that and the next where well, everybody's going to have to Have to sacrifice a little bit. Some states are going to have to, have to sacrifice some land um, And these people are going to sacrifice the idea that they can just roam anywhere and <clears throat> eat whatever food they see so um, this hopefully is an issue that should be stopped. This is an issue that has claimed probably thousands of lives over the past decade or so. And the, the numbers are that about 40,000 people have been displaced by, 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 by these attacks or this most recent set of attacks. So it's a tough one, but yeah. What are your thoughts, guys? Um, can me. I go? Yes.
1: All right. Um, so for me, the herdsmen issue... I personally think it basically highlights, um, comes to issues with, you know, security, Mm -hmm. um, issues with tribalism,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, lack of education, you know, like a lack of planning. All of those things could like, the harassment issue could basically be like a dissertation of like all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just one thing. Another thing is, I know that this did not necessarily start with um Buhari's presidency yeah. but the reason why I would hold his presidency accountable is because he ran on and again correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. um but he 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 ran on some of these issues or these were some of the main issues that he ran on you know corruption and security um he kind of sort of focused on Boko Haram but this could be filed under Um, Security issues that the country is currently facing. Um, So when I did like a a little bit of research um, Actually this harassment issue is I came across a video that was basically saying that men basically had a route that they traveled through Mm -hmm. um, In a time where you know there is an increase in the need for grazing land. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an you know civilization and like all of that so mm-hmm. it's basically one of those things where it's like okay like along those routes where they usually like graze their herd, it's just a lot of things so why shouldn't or why wouldn't why doesn't the government Put in you know, what they need to feed their cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, farmlands have what they need to ensure that you know their businesses are like running the way that they should be running, and the security issue is addressed because you have are not even Nigerians in the first place. Yeah, so yeah. how are they getting access in, into like? So it what? Does what does we should build I'm a not,
0: wall. <sighs> Oh
1: my,
0: God. oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <Are> <laughs> I need here? to get you out after... <laughs> right? of um... Oh, my God. Because we know, because we know, like, the they are not necessarily, like, just Nigerians. To yeah. ensure that, you know, we are being secure and safe as mm-hmm. we come in and out of the country yeah. whenever they like and just to ensure that, you know, these guys have exactly what they need for their herd and their cattle. But I also don't think it's fair to ask that states, you know, provide the land that they need mm-hmm. to feed their. I don't know. It's just a very complicated situation, and I don't know what the solution or what the short-term solution is.
2: Right. But
1: I do see a lot of tribalism seeping into. Um, conversations and into the arguments that, right. oh, this is what we should do, or this is what they should do, or an evil man cannot go to Zamfara to go and like demand farmland right. which is true, but the constitution of Nigeria basically says that anyone can, you know, own a business or like live or work anywhere anyone, as long right. as they are not threatening, you yeah. know, like the, the, the lives of other Nigerian citizens. So yeah. I, I know it's a very complicated. Situation and
0: story. It, it really is. Um, okay, on any your thoughts? Anything? Um.
1: All my thoughts
3: basically mirror what Ifi just said, so uh-huh. I will not add any further thoughts.
0: Okay. Alright, so next story, Ifi, it's your turn again.
1: Yes. Um, so, Angola's president has fired the son of his predecessor and head of the servants. Wealth fund.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
1: Angola's president, I will not try to pronounce his name because I, I really cannot. Uh-huh. Um, but Angola's president has sacked the son of former President um, Jose is... Eduardo de Santos
2: hmm.
1: um, as the head of the country's five billion sovereign wealth fund. Yeah. Um, he was fired following an external inquiry into the fund's performance and governance
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and a former. Uh, finance minister has been appointed as the new board chairman
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and if remember, we actually spoke about this
2: yeah um, a while ago as well
1: where yeah, he fired the daughter mm-hmm. um, of the former president as well um, TV channels with two other Dos Santos children
0: so mm-hmm. it's basically
1: mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. fuck all Dos Santos
0: people
1: <laughs> situation going on right now
0: Yeah, uh, so right. All fired, how can someone fire really a family, watch. wild
1: I personally love it.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: well, this is kind of a informative story. Yeah, big and fire. I
1: know. not Yeah, because I just feel like we we have kind of spoken about this
0: prior. Yeah. I I yeah. don't
1: think that there's yeah. like any more to, to add, add to it. the story. Yeah. But it's it's just great that he's hopefully cleaning house.
0: Yeah. Know? Okay. Uh, going to want to take us into the final story of today.
3: Yes, I'm so happy to have received this honor to end the podcast today with this story. Yeah. Thank oh you, guys. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my oh, my life has led up to this moment.
0: Oh my God. Wow.
3: <laughs> it's just so emotional.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, Anyways, to the, story, cool? to the story,
3: to the story. Sorry, sorry, sir. Anyways, to end the story, Congo may more than double tax on critical polls. Burd supply.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, according to a report, lawmakers in the capital of Congo mm-hmm. called Kinshasa. 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 Now, stop
2: interrupting me. Okay.
3: Are currently considering inc- increasing the royalty minus pay to export cobalt and other metals that be recategorized as strategic substances.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The new mining code will see tax. Um, on copper and cobalt, on metals like copper and cobalt, increased from two percent to three point five. Right. And if the metals classified as strategic, increased up to five percent. Right. The mining minister Martin Lulu tells mm. the Congolese state that the code has been ad- has already been adopted by the National Assembly mm-hmm. and is currently being examined by the Senate. So mm. it's most likely going to be passed. If it's passed in the upper house, it will be sent to the president to sign into law. Mm. And this uh, this will take effect immediately and apply to existing contracts. Mm. Um, as many of you may know, cobalt and copper and some of these baseless metals are used in the production of lithium-ion batteries in cell phones, yeah. and are, are used in great demand in the growing electric car industry. Mm. And the, and this ma- industry makes up roughly 49% of the cobalt dema- demand. Mm. Uh, mm. What's more, the code will also change contract stability from ten years to five years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And this is as a response to serious concerns of how cobalt is mining DRC, mm-hmm. the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm-hmm. Uh, with several investigations revealing that there have been horrendous practices, including the use of child labor in mining cobalt. Uh, the DRC produces more than sixty percent of the world's cobalt, so a large amount. And of this, most comes from large-scale industry mines, mm-hmm. but around 30% comes from illegal mines uh, that are a marked risk for child labor being used.
2: Hey, All right. yeah, the oh.
3: post traced that the cobalt pipeline and and showed that for the first time, cobalt mine ends up in popular consumer products. Hmm. It moves from small-scale Congolese mines to a single Chinese company. They, in turn, have produced the batteries found inside products such as Apple iPods. Oh Some say Cobalt should be added to the conflict minerals list, even if Cobalt mines are not thought to be funding war. Apple has said that it supports including Cobalt and the lore.
0: Yeah. Good th- for them. I think it's actually yeah. pronounced Cobalt. Cobalt. A lot, a lot um, but yeah, that's a very informative yeah. one
3: but yeah
0: this story is is particularly informative um hopefully i guess not hopefully yeah, but they're going to increase the price of your iphones anyway whether or not any law is passed so um, exactly yeah, and, and it's,
3: it's true Yeah, congo is one of those places you hear of that lots of child burglars are on. so i yeah. think that if this helps to
0: it that, in some way, thing. then yeah. hey, all for it
1: because yeah, 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 yeah. that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Right, any um, additional thoughts? Yeah. So for this particular story, um, while I think it's great that they're demanding what they rightfully should mm-hmm. um, for resources that they are providing and essentially powering, you know, the world with, mm-hmm. um, I have concerns about where. Um, the actually ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing some research. Um, I saw that UNICEF in 2012 um, estimated that about 40,000 boys and girls yeah. um mine. Yeah, so they mine. Um, they they are exposed, and you know other local communities are exposed to levels of toxic materials that mm-hmm. appear to be linked to ailments mm-hmm. that include that include. Uh, breathing problems, right. birth defects, right. people like use hand tools to like dig, mm. um, for, for these minerals. Mm. Local governments say that they, they lack resources to address the problem. So it's one thing and it's a great thing for them to demand what is their rightful share.
2: Right.
1: Um, but I just have questions about where the additional revenue will end up mm. and what is being done to ensure that child labor is being curbed. And you know, kids are basically being sent to school and giving um, a good education. And for people who have been affected hmm. um, by by levels of toxic, toxic you know, Tox- But for people who who have been affected by these levels, like, what is being done to ensure that you know they have good health care Because hmm. they'll they'll get affected and they'll go back the next day because that's how they're able to feed their families, You know, yeah. so. It's one thing to like sign a paper. It's mm-hmm. another thing to actually like do things to ensure that you know people are living, living um, wholesome, healthy lives. Yeah.
0: All right. Awesome. Um, I don't have any additional thoughts. Any final words, Anka?
3: Uh, for me, no.
0: Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening in this week. It's been your host Akendi Iffy uh, as well. and Anka. Guys, say bye one last time. Bye bye. Tweet
1: us. Thank you for joining
0: us. Tweet us, follow us, respond to our polls. We're going to be putting more polls out. Um, Pod Save Africa, pod with a zero. Save Africa on Twitter. Um, You can follow us. Save, not saves. uh, Yep. Wait, what? Uh, (laughs) Save, not saves. Okay, save, save, saves, save, save yeah i know now save
3: save, not save Save. (laughs) yeah save (laughs) pod save
0: sorry Uh, sorry i I, I was so confused for a second uh but yeah guys follow us thanks for hanging with us guys thanks for hanging with us we hope you've enjoyed this news and have a wonderful rest of your day bye